2: Here is Hour Two Backbone Radio, and it is June twelfth, two thousand twenty-two. And let's get a bit to the point on what we're seeing with this January sixth Soviet show trial. It is a just a gigantic pile of propaganda. They would not be doing it if they didn't feel like they had to double down and propagandize on the legitimacy of the 2020 election. Does that make sense? They wouldn't have done the impeachments over Ukraine on Trump if they didn't have to somehow double down on their propaganda there and protect the ruling class malfeasance and the State Department malfeasance and laundromat principles that they've been engaging in with Ukraine. Does that make sense? They have to go this far to cement the propaganda as deeply and as widely as they possibly can. So every network is running the January 6th show trial, with the exception, the one lonely exception of Fox News, which is not doing so. So when the regime feels a threat to its power, this is the kind of stuff you see. This is the kind of stuff that happens. And as I said in the last hour, the whole point is to try to prevent Donald Trump from running for office again, because Trump is the essentially only threat to the Washington, D.C. beltway class. He is the only thing that potentially could stand between us and the 8.6% Jimmy Carter inflation levels we're seeing, the doubling prices of gas. And you talk to people in the oil industry, and they'll say, hey, it's going to triple. It's going to quadruple. There is nothing stopping gas and inflation from essentially going to the moon in what we are, in my opinion, in a recession formally, in a stagflationary environment formally. But yet the ruling class has to devote all of its time and energy into a threat to its power, and they have to re-cement all of their propaganda here. But the thing you have to understand about this, and with January 6th, we've been covering this uh, a great deal, you know, since January of 2020, Um, We have not gotten the information we needed about all kinds of issues related to January 6th. They're just swept under the rug. They are covered up. And we are getting a massively unfair, biased presentation of all of this, of course, for propagandist ends. And Rand Paul his statement here is exactly spot on. There's no way there's any sense of fairness to this. It is absolutely a witch hunt. It is absolutely worthless. I suggest uh, not watching it. I suggest turning your television to another station. Absolutely a witch hunt. Absolutely worthless. And apparently the ratings for it are a shambles. They are half of what the news networks normally get for their normal news nights. And so the ratings are falling flat. I think the American people, you might think all the American people are buying all this. No, 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 they're really not. But in terms of the omissions, okay, how many federal agents were involved in the January 6th events? How many feds were in there? How many were involved? We haven't gotten any information about that. Why is that? Why are Republicans not digging for that and pushing for that, huh? The name of Ray Epps, E-P-P-S, fellow who is on multiple videotapes saying before the day before and the day of January 6th, we're going into the Capitol. We must go inside the Capitol. Ray Epps. And he was never charged. I mean, he's the guy, the one guy most documented with talking about an insurrection, Ray Epps, and no charges for him. And the questions were never satisfactorily answered whether or not he was working and coordinating with the feds. Is he mentioned in all of this January 6th Soviet show trial? Of course not. As you knew, he wouldn't. Apparently, Ray Epps was even selectively edited out of a video presented by Miss Piggy Liz Cheney's January 6th committee. They've even doctored videos. Okay. We haven't had explanations as to why the Capitol Police opened the doors to the Capitol for the people who were present that day. Why did they open the doors? They've never corrected the record on Officer Sicknick. We had months of propaganda that Police Officer Sicknick was beaten to death by protesters with a fire extinguisher, and it turned out none of that was true. Have they clarified that? Another super glaring omission we have not heard the name Ashley Babbitt even mentioned once. Ashley Babbitt, the young military veteran, the young woman unarmed, shot and killed by a Capitol Police officer. Where is Ashley Babbitt's name being mentioned in all this? Nowhere, of course. And you could add Rosanna Boyland to that. She was killed, beaten up apparently by police in some sort of a tunnel that was near the premises there. You haven't heard the name Rosanna Boyland mentioned. And, of course, you have not had the release of the 14,000 hours of video. They have not released them all, and the people that have been trying to get that information have been blocked and thwarted in that. So do you see what this is? It is the worst kind of Soviet show trial you could imagine designed by the ruling class to protect themselves because they are afraid, yes, and because they see that any threat to their power, they must go to the mat on the propaganda, even though the American people, this is like the last thing that they're sitting around caring about. By the way, the BLM riots, which went on for months and months and months, they are not brought into bear as a point of contrast even. In this show trial, but just so you have some of the data here, remember all those BLM riots and all through 2020? Um, there were 500 plus BLM riots. They lasted seven months. There were over 20 murders by participants in the BLM riots. Hundreds of small businesses were destroyed. 150 plus federal buildings were damaged the estimates for the damage from the seven months of blm riots hovers around two billion dollars in damage there were 2037 officers assaulted in the blm riots and all the protesters were bailed out and they were encouraged by the mainstream media and by mainstream politicians and um that uh was the BLM riots. January 6th, well, it lasted a couple of hours. There were zero murders by participants. But there was the murder of Ashley Babbitt by the Capitol Police officer, Ashley Babbitt, the Trump supporter, and Rosanna Boyland as well. There were no small businesses destroyed on January 6th. There was one, as opposed to 150 for the BLM riots, there was only one federal building damaged on January 6th. There was apparently only $1.5 million in damage on January 6th compared to the $2 billion in damage for the BLM riots. And go down the list, ladies and gentlemen. There is no sense of perspective, and obviously the American people would be more concerned about what happened with the BLM riots were it not for the propaganda. And I would say even in spite of the propaganda, that's where – that's where the American people would be on this. And sadly, Jack Del Rio, who is the coach of the not Washington Redskins, but the Washington Commanders, <laughs> he was uh, he's the what you might call a dissident NFL football coach, has been fined $100,000 for uttering a statement in which um, he uh Apparently, according to Reuters, the Washington Commanders said on Friday they fined defensive he's a defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio one hundred thousand dollars after he minimized last year's assault on the U.S. Capitol, calling it a dust up compared to the twenty twenty racial justice protests that followed George Floyd's death. So they fined him a hundred thousand dollars. having said the wrong thing for having brought up the BLM riots and then a little comparison that January 6th seems kind of like a dust up compared to compared to the two billion dollars of damage for the BLM riots yeah is America a bit of a joke has it become a joke folks more on this when we come back and if you're on the phone lines hang right on we'll get to you and I don't know why, but I think the Go Go's just kind of sound like summer to me. So we're having a little Go Go's night, flashing back to the early 1980s. And it just says summer to me. And man, what did it hit 97 degrees or something yesterday? We were out there at a swim meet, and man, did I ever keep having to apply sunscreen? Ha! Huh. You gotta, you gotta do that, as Kurt Vonnegut advised. Apply sunscreen. That's a good rule for life. Along with Cameron Haynes, keep hammering. Maybe we could fuse that together. Keep hammering. Nobody cares. Work harder. And apply sunscreen, especially in high-altitude Colorado. Off to the phone lines here, but... One little brief clip from Tucker Carlson, Fox News, the only outlet not broadcasting the lies and the propaganda.
1: You know, it tells you a lot about the priorities of our ruling class that the rest of us are getting yet another lecture about January 6th tonight from our moral inferiors, no less. An outbreak of mob violence, a forgettably minor outbreak by recent standards that took place more than a year and a half ago, but they've never stopped talking about it. In the meantime, in the 18 months since January 6th, Gas prices have doubled. Drug ODs have reached their highest point ever. The U.S. economy is now careening toward a devastating recession at best. And scariest and least noted of all, this country has never in its history been closer to a nuclear war. Yet the other networks cannot be bothered to cover any of that tonight. Instead, they've interrupted their regularly scheduled programming to bring you yet another extended primetime harangue from Nancy Pelosi and Liz Cheney about Donald Trump and QAnon. The whole thing is insulting. In fact, it's deranged, and we're not playing along. This is the only hour on an American news channel that will not be carrying their propaganda live. They are lying, and we are not going to help them. They are lying,
2: and Tucker is not going to help them spread their propaganda. And just that, about 10 omissions alone that I reviewed in that last segment... Should be convincing, and yeah, a lot of the American people don't know that stuff. They can't figure that stuff out, but uh, millions upon millions of us do. Let's keep hammering. Oh, yeah. Keep on hammering. Let's say hello to Paul in Indian Hills. Welcome to Backbone Radio, Paul. Hello, Matt. Thank
3: you very much. First of all, that was a really good segment, the one before this. Um, I, I agree with everything you were saying.
2: And this segment is, will be uh, even better with you on it, Paul. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah carry yeah, on, I sir. Hope so. I hope so.
3: <laughs> I, uh, I'm getting a little tired with people, you know, coming on the radio. And this is one reason I stopped listening to Boyles and just hammering on Republicans. And here's why I say that. In the past, yes, the Republican Party had a lot of issues, a lot of problems. But if people would just start looking, listening, seeing what's going on around the country seeing the type of people that are starting to get elected, seeing the people that are starting to run for elections, people that are starting to run for school boards, people that are starting to talk. I mean, Matt, you, you know, I mean, it was so hard for Republicans to say they were pro-life or that, you know, that they were back Trump, but you don't hear that anymore. Everybody's out there. You know what? They're open about it now. Yep. And, and people need to realize that the Republican party is is a? I, want, I don't want to say it's in a transition because I don't like that word, but we're, it's in a rebirth right now. And with the type of people that are that are trying to take over now, I think it's a positive. And you can, you know, I can give you so many examples, and you know them of of Republicans that are even look at Aurora. You know, their city council is changing around, and and you know, governorships in certain areas. Dustin Zvonick, so things are changing. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah.
2: you mean, make a very good all over point. The country that it is dispiriting to hear the relentless anti-Republican, Republican Republican bashing. And I engage in my share of that, usually directed at a specific individual, like a Mitch McConnell or a Lindsey Graham or a Kevin McCarthy, who just seem to just not have the interests of their GOP voter constituents in mind at all with anything they do. But you're right that this party is transforming. It is changing. And Trump's endorsement rate is at ninety six percent excess of getting people into uh, past the primaries, right? And if you get a you good bunch of America firsters into the Republican Party, that's gonna make a big. That's gonna take a bite out of the Rhino power for sure. That's it. Well, see, we can't. That's the thing. It, it can't be. It can't just turn overnight.
3: These people, like McConnell and and these uh, older Republican establishment. It's going to take a little time for us to get them out, like Cheney. You know, Liz Cheney, she's basically, she's gone. Yep. Uh, Adam Zing, uh, Kinzinger, he's going to be gone. So yep. all these people that we're looking at saying they're not doing jack squat, they're going to be gone soon. And they're going to be replaced by these young uh, Lauren Boeberts Lauren and, and all these young people and uh, that are coming up and they really want America first and it's changing it's just taking it's going to take a little time because democrats have had the uh pulpit and everything for so long yep and and now but hey republicans they're coming out now
2: you know i They'll think be there you make a point and obviously it never quite seems like enough and you're amazed by the duplicity of the rhinos on top right now but you know this is how you start changing it by getting new blood in there and that is happening and uh getting some old blood out as in Liz Cheney, by the way, while we're here, here's Tucker asking Liz Cheney to come on his show, but she won't do it. She's a coward. The coward Miss Piggy Liz Cheney.
1: By the way, we keep texting Liz Cheney asking her to come on the show and explain this. How many more people are you going to arrest? Stop being a coward. Come on the show, Liz Cheney. Is that yeah. important?
2: Liz Cheney won't go on the show. Adam Kinzinger, who you just mentioned, won't go on Tucker's show. (laughs) He's making cowards of them all. Boy, they talk tough, but they won't go talk to Tucker because they're scared. At any rate, Paul— They'll be
3: gone soon.
2: Yeah. um, By the way, the thing on that, in Wyoming, apparently Democrats can vote in the primary. A bunch of Democrats, I guess, are re-registering somehow so they can vote— to probably to support Liz Cheney in the primary, and also mm-hmm. apparently uh, in Lauren Bobert's district, you can have a little trick where Democrats can re-register and they can, they can vote against Bobert um, in the in the fall yeah. election. We got to yeah. watch out for hey, their Matt, their Matt, tricks. Real quick, hey, Matt, what do you think? What do you think about the uh, open primaries?
3: Uh, just real quick, I'd like to know your uh, reaction about the open primaries. In in
2: the end, I'm against them. I'm because I, I do too. think that it paves the way to these kinds of tricks, like Lauren Bobert might face. In the fall. And like, uh, you know, I don't know if it's an open primary in Wyoming or what, but there's there's a way for Democrats to uh, register as Republicans and then suddenly vote for Cheney, which is, you know, always the tricks with these people. Just just get ready for that anyway. But, Paul, excellent points. You've made a great segment here. Thank you, sir. Stay close with us if you would. And let's say hello to let's see, uh, Peter, Peter in denver welcome peter
4: hey matt good talking to
2: you hey likewise well, glad was, you're here that was a good call with paul there you're darn
4: right um, amen you you were talking about the redskin coach he's speaking his mind
2: yeah jack del rio defensive coordinator later for the washington not redskins but commanders now they find no him. man
4: a hail to the redskins hail to the tribe baby. yeah yeah I'm old school but uh have you heard it's a little bit of non-sequitur have you followed or heard anything about what's going on with the PGA talking about Woke Sports Association? Well,
2: I know that that one guy, what's his name, Cameron, somebody has a mullet, and so he's destroying fashion in the in the world by no, actually, wearing that mullet.
4: This has been pretty big news in the golf world. 17 of top pros have left the PGA to try and basically start another league, and the, uh, P, the newly woke. GA doesn't like it. And turns out this other league, I think it's called the LIV League or something. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Have some uh, Saudi Arabian money backing them.
2: Oh, that's interesting. So, I, Phil Mickelson got in trouble for saying something not politically correct, Phil right? Uh, he had to grovel Jack. and grovel and grovel. Maybe he should join the LIV or whatever the new league Good. might be.
4: One of the guys. But anyway, the. Um, I was watch. I watch golf. I'd usually turn the sound down because there got all woke commercials. But the newly worked woke PGA, they were commenting on it today, and they actually said that you know these guys who go into this league, backed by the Saudis, are are giving families of people who died in nine eleven a slap in the face for taking Saudi money.
2: Yeah, every sport has to go woke, but uh, hockey is the one. Maybe we should start watching only hockey. Peter, thank you, sir. The Beatles bringing us back in with You Never Give Me Your Money. From that last series of epic songs on, was it Abbey Road, whatever that album was, which I love to play when I DJ swim meets. I do those songs all in a row. Could not be better in those environments. I was thinking of one little omission from the January 6th commission that i did not mention earlier that's the pipe bomber thing remember that i've done uh, segments on that that there, there was these mysterious pipe bombs placed over by the dnc on january 6th but got real quiet they never found out who placed those there's video tape of some individual who was around that scene at the time but that's another thing another unanswered question another omission in addition to how many feds were involved in January 6th, how, what kind of a provocation, just like the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping that was completely a fed operation. Go down the list of all these patriot front fed operations you're seeing that are disinfo par excellence. Ray Epps, why they open the doors. Officer Sicknick, the propaganda there, not mentioning Ashley Babbitt, not mentioning Rosanna Boylan, not releasing the 14,000 hours of video Let's hear a little summary on this from Tucker Carlson.
1: A year and a half after January 6th, the date much of the news right now, it's interesting that even the most basic questions about what actually happened that day remain mysteriously unanswered. First and most obviously, if you've seen the tape, why did law enforcement open the doors of the building and let protesters walk right into the Capitol? That's bizarre behavior, no matter what they say. So why did it happen? And then once it did happen, why did authorities lie to the country for months and tell us that Officer Brian Sicknick had been murdered by the mob when, in fact, the medical examiner determined that he died of a stroke hours later? Just tonight on CBS News, we were informed just a moment ago, as Nora O'Donnell stared on like it was true, that five police officers were murdered by the mob on January 6th. Really? We know of one killing on January 6th, (laughs) and that killing was committed by Officer Michael Byrd, a Capitol Hill police officer with a confirmed record of highly reckless behavior with firearms. And yet, for some reason, he was allowed to shoot an unarmed, non-threatening woman in the neck. Why was he allowed to do that? What was the justification? No one's ever told us. Why is that? And by the way, just how many FBI agents and DOJ informants were active in the crowd on January 6th? And what exactly were they doing there? Why can't we know the answer to that question? Seriously. And why did Kamala Harris lie about where she was on January 6th? And why there's still no leads on those two attempted pipe bombings on Capitol Hill? Remember those? There are massive amounts of physical evidence, but the FBI apparently has gotten nowhere. How come? And so on. So there is still, once again, a remarkable amount that we don't know about what happened that day, despite the fact they tell us it was the largest FBI investigation in American history. That's very strange. We'll address it all in some detail on tomorrow's show.
2: So it's obviously shaved and selected propaganda. It is a pack of lies forced forced through the echo chamber. Every channel running it except Fox News. And I can't wait to see the rankings or the ratings of Tucker Carlson's show versus all the rest of the media running in lockstep with their propaganda doubling down. And every day, the badness of the Biden administration, how bad Biden and Kamala are doing, destroying the place, they have to double, triple, quadruple down on their propaganda to have a ghost of a chance of surviving in 2022 or even 2024. That's what this is all about, ladies and gentlemen. And before the phone lines, one quick clip from... Jim Jordan, the great congressman who talks about Second Amendment issue here first and then segues into segues into his take on January 6th. And this is, again, Jim Jordan. Sometimes when he gets rolling, man, does he bring it home. Let's hear this one.
5: This red flag legislation is so dangerous. I mean, the idea that someone who doesn't like you can file a complaint within 24 hours, there is a hearing. You're not allowed to be at that hearing. You're not allowed to confront your accuser, and they can take away your Second Amendment rights is as wrong as it gets in our system, in our constitutional system yep. here in America. Um, I, I hope 6th. every single Republican is going to vote now. against this. I think we're going to be close. Every single member of the Judiciary Committee opposed this legislation, uh, this red flag concept, last week in the, uh, in the committee markup. Um, Here's where he said January six. I think uh, the goal has been stated. Mr. Raskin stated it. their goal is to end the Electoral College and their goal is to stop President Trump from running in 2024, plain and simple. And as Elise said, um, they're so focused on this, they've hired the former president of ABC News to produce their partisan documentary. And who is their first witness? A documentarian. So this tells us how political this thing is. And as Miss as Stefani mentioned, I think the American people have figured it out. But their focus on attacking their political opponents is so strong, they don't care about the rules. They didn't follow the rules, How the resolution that says how you're supposed to form this committee, they didn't follow those rules. First time in the history of the Congress that the minority leader was not allowed to put on a select committee the individuals he or she had selected. First time in the 232-year history of our great country. Uh, and of course, we have caught this committee altering evidence and lying to the American people about it. And maybe the worst is, when they put on their hearings, there is no cross-examination. Every single hearing we have in this Congress, the majority party can have more witnesses. The majority party is going to have more members on that committee. But the minority party always gets a chance to cross-examine the witness. Even in the crazy partisan impeachment they did in 2019, where Adam Schiff held the, the, the depositions and the meetings in the bunker in the basement of the Capitol. Even then, there were Republicans in the room where we could depose the witnesses. And, of course, in the open hearings, we could cross-examine the individuals the Democrats brought in. Not so here which just, again, underscores how partisan this effort is. Um, I think, as, as our conference chair pointed out, the American people see it for what it is, and they understand the, the real issues that are impacting them every single day.
2: There you go. That is just some red heat from Jim Jordan. So well said. And make no mistake, the American people, far more of them than you might realize, are seeing through all of this and would we'll be sitting around echoing agreement if they were listening to backbone radio tonight and i'm sure most of them are anyway well done jim jordan and just just know what we're dealing with here and let's just keep hammering let's say hello on the phone lines to mark in denver and hello mark welcome to the show
6: yeah hi dr dunn um great show as always honored you're um, here yeah i have a question for you Um, uh, i received my ballot in the mail last week and uh it's only Democrats when uh, after the 2020 elections, I was so upset with the uh, Republicans. They didn't have a backbone. And I went ahead and changed my uh, affiliation to um, uh, independent or unaffiliated. And um, am I supposed to get a, uh, a ballot for Republicans, too, or am I just stuck with the Democrat ballot?
2: Did you register as a Democrat or did you register unaffiliated?
6: Unaffiliated. But yet you got a ballot
2: an all democrat ballot Correct. that is interesting and I don't know enough about the mechanics to know the story there the one thing I will say that um, you know if we do have an open primary that would solve that and there are an awful lot of disgruntled republicans out there that are so disgruntled they've left the Republican Party and become unaffiliated like uh, you mark in Denver and there are gonna be some that fall through the cracks there but, uh, and I guess that's an argument that some people make for the open primary. But as I, you know, talk to people, talk to Randy Corcoran and others, and watch what could be happening in the Lauren Vobert district, you just kind of uh, wonder if the drawbacks to it are greater. And that, you know, maybe when it comes down to it, it's better to stay registered Republican, even if you despise so much of what the Republican Party is squishy on. I don't know. So these are questions well, that I, I can't totally answer.
6: Well, part of it was I was. Uh... Uh, afraid that uh, if they knew I was a Republican, they'd come after me and my business and try to shut me down. So that was the other part of it. And then uh, with uh, Gay Pride Week, uh, you know, Pride is one of the um, seven deadly sins. So the uh, the gays uh, definitely got their, uh, the name of their uh, month correct. As far as Pride, it's one of the seven deadly sins.
2: Right, right, right. Okay, well, Interesting so, well, so, point on that. But, yeah, uh, th- so
6: what, about, what I'm going to do with the ballots, I'm just going to write in all the Republicans.
2: Yeah, okay. And that would take some effort on your part to do so. And hopefully those will be properly counted and tabulated. But that maybe is your only choice. But it seems to me that if you registered unaffiliated, that you wouldn't just get a Democrat ballot. And it makes me wonder, is that the kind of thing that is, is happening in a widespread way? here in Colorado? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I yeah. say,
6: I thought we'd get two of them because I'm unaffiliated. Uh, unfortunately, it looks like they only want me to vote one way, so I'll just write in the candidates that I want.
2: Huh. So um, we need to make sure that unaffiliated voters should, re- should be receiving both, not just receiving the Democrat ballot. That's something that we need to be making sure somebody just texted in the studio. Um, someone just texted in their unaffiliated, and they did get both. So maybe you have another one on the way. But keep in touch with us on this, Mark, if you would. This That could be a big deal. Anyway, be right back. We're the Kids in America by Kim Wilde. Remember that 80s anthem? The great ace man in Cincinnati was requesting that one, and so we brought that out for the amazing ace man. <laughs> He also wants us to play Men Without Hats sometime. Remember the safety dance song? But I I think I need a little time to work up to that one. I thought about it. I thought about playing that, but I thought, I just, I need a little more, a little more time. At any rate, off the phones in a second. But good old Liz Cheney, um, whose support has collapsed from the Republicans in Wyoming, uh, Cat Turd on Twitter put out a meme showing a picture of Liz Cheney right next to a picture of Miss Piggy the Muppet. Uh, and my gosh, this like the same person. It's like Liz Cheney is Miss Piggy. It's just really the case. And boy, is she ever going out with a bang, you know, with all of her propaganda. And she here's here, listen to this. Liz Cheney, what a uh, disgusting person. I cannot stand the Liz Cheneys and the Mitt Romneys of the world. They really... They really annoy me when it comes down to it.
3: Tonight, I say this to my Republican colleagues who are defending the indefensible. There will come a day when Donald Trump is gone, but your dishonor will remain. Finally, I ask all of our fellow Americans, as you watch our hearings over the coming weeks, please remember what's at stake. Remember the men and women who have fought and died so that we can live under the rule of law, not the rule of men.
2: Oh, my gosh. I mean, how do you even unpack that one? Liz Cheney. A Cheney, speaking of dishonor. There is no family more dishonorable in this country than the Cheneys, unless maybe it's the Romneys or some people like that. Good grief. Talk about, and she even talks about, you know, the people who go die for our... she She's the one that sends sends the, so the Cheneys. They want our kids over there dying all around the world and... Afghanistan, Iraq and everywhere else and screwing everything up on the world stage as they have their mitts into the military industrial complex. They profit grandly from all of that. And a Cheney has the gumption to talk about dishonor. It will be fun to see her no longer be elected into this country. And maybe Miss Piggy is angling for The View or some MSNBC show. Maybe that's her plan. At any rate, um, looks like we might have an election judge checking in with us, and I better say hello to Bob. Is this Bob? Bob, welcome it to is. the program. Okay,
7: uh, for the gentleman who called in, claiming to be unaffiliated. Yes. If that were the case, he would have gotten two ballots. The first step he needs to take is to go to Go Vote Colorado. I just did it on my own. And you can very easily find your registration. Then he can verify if he is unaffiliated, he should have gotten two ballots in the same envelope. Okay, okay? very good. The next step would be if he's not registered as unaffiliated, he would need to contact the election office in his county. Because at this point, changing your affiliation is closed until after the election.
2: Okay, so you cannot change your affiliation. That's why he would need to contact the election office. Okay, he should have gotten two ballots in the same envelope, and you can only send one back, right? You can't send both back. Okay, and I hope— Because
7: if you send both back, they don't know which one you want.
2: Okay. Um, That's that's a good—and I've had several text the studio saying this exact same thing on that, Well, sometimes
6: I tell the truth.
2: Yeah, yeah. So so uh, the texts are backing you up. And so, I'm. hey, Bob, glad you're an election judge out there. And um, so that kind of is the summary. Go Vote Colorado is the yep. website. Verify your status. You cannot change your affiliation. And if you are unaffiliated, you should have two ballots in the same envelope, and you choose one of them That's and correct. go for it. Yeah, and the two yeah. ballots are one is the Republican side and one is the Democrat side, correct? That's correct. Okay, so that settles that. And just real quick, we could go on this rip, But how do you feel, do? You, do you feel mail-in ballots are a good thing, Bob? I have never liked them. Me neither. And that
7: that works against my interest because, due to the mail-in ballots and the long election season, I get to work for this case uh, actually eight days mm-hmm. and get paid for it. Mm-hmm. If we're doing it just one day, which would be my preference, I would only be working one day.
2: Yep, one day have a one day election and count them up and call the winners and losers. But yes, that, I did notice that, that this was my preference. This was kind of a red state until the mail in ballots happened. Bob, did you notice that? Yes, ever? I know. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. yes. Hard not to notice that. At yeah. any rate, well, I honored you could you could clear some of that up um, for uh, a caller no in the last segment, and um, we'll uh, we'll be talking about these issues more as we get closer to. Uh, to election action, so thank you, Bob, very much You're for welcome. being a part of the program here. And let's see, um, better say hello to—is this David in San Francisco?
8: Uh, yeah. How you been? Been okay. You know, a couple of different things, Matt. Uh, I heard, uh, you know, this uh, complaint about gasoline prices and whatnot. Saudi Arabians are making out like bandits in this current situation. And have you kept up with Jared Kushner's bribe from uh, regarding that uh, Saudi murder? Uh, you remember they killed that uh, reporter and chopped him into bits with a bone saw, and then dumped him in an acid bath.
2: Yeah, Jared Khashoggi. Kushner.
8: Yeah, Jared Kushner was responsible for Middle East peace, right? He was an unpaid uh, son-in-law of, the, of President Trump, yeah. and then all of a sudden he gets a $2 billion contract with Mr. Bonesaw,
2: yeah. and the whole thing hey, kind of goes quiet. David, this is way, way off topic, and we don't need to necessarily go down that road, but are you enjoying the uh, gas prices having doubled in the Biden era?
8: Uh, well, I ride a bicycle, and I haven't uh, spent actually a single dime. On gasoline, So you're you're cool
2: with it. Are you kind of okay seeing your fellow Americans paying double on the way to triple?
8: Well, it's obvious that this is capitalism, right? It's not socialism. If you were to look at uh, if the mass transit system in Denver were to offer free rides to everybody for a month, they'd be able to beat it in in a heartbeat. Right. So
2: you, that's that's what you would like to see is mass transit for everybody and everybody ride a bicycle like you do in San Francisco, David. Is that San, kinda, San Francisco think did a study. Good?
8: San Francisco did a study probably ten years ago, just about the time Gavin Newsom was mayor, and it found that if they made the bus systems entirely free. That the the gasoline money would not be sucked out of town, and that people would have discretionary income and be able to fix their back porch. They'd be that's able great.
2: To- so you you like this? Is what you're saying? You like the gas prices well, going up? The, the and you like uh, the the obstacles prices. that Biden has put into the system, so that like domestic oil cannot be produced as readily, explored for as readily, and uh, put well, into you know that's gas a lie, stations.
8: Right. You know uh, that's a lie. Uh, Biden
2: did zero to hurt the. Uh, in fact, he oh, issued really? more
8: permits, right. well, and they have
2: not. Issued, they have okay. not. Okay, that's one where you know I just don't have time to cover all of that. I've done many shows talking about the actions, the formal actions Joe Biden has taken to raise gas prices in this country. He pressed the button to try to raise them, and now he comes out and says, as we pointed out last week, that oh, there's nothing we can do to slow them down at this point as Joe Biden begs Venezuela and begs other countries in the Middle East to produce more oil. But David did have a point that, yeah, the Saudis are making out like bandits right now. And see, the Saudis won't even take Biden's calls right now. Neither will the Venezuelans, apparently, (laughs) because, yeah, they're making out like bandits. You cut off the American oil supply. We used to be energy independent, but uh, the Saudis are like, oh, hey, we like it all like this. We like charging for whatever we can get a barrel at this point in time these days. They see there, they're, they, they like that. So good job, Joe Biden, in enriching the Saudis on all of this. And uh, I don't know, David, uh, maybe someday we'll all be as, uh, as virtuous and ride bikes everywhere. But um, I don't know, if you want anything delivered to you, if you need a trucker to get anywhere, uh, yeah, you might still need the fossil fuels as part of the equation, right? Anyway, be right back